Your day has just begun. Yeah. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Yeah. Hashtag Utah. Huntley on first down, stepping up in the pocket, throwing down the field. Wide open, Nakua. Touchdown, Utah. 52 yards. Utah throwing the ball like Washington State. Just like you were talking about, Shane. Taking on the other team's personality. The Utes blow out Washington State in the second half, 38-13. Tyler Huntley with a strong game, 334 yards, couple scores. He doesn't turn the ball over. Short answer, what do he do best, PK? Take care of the ball. Five words. No, oh, I thought he did way more than that. I mean, I thought that, uh, I mean, it's okay if you're scoring a lot of points to throw a couple interceptions. I thought he was aggressive. I thought he got the ball downfield. He's, right now, he's your Pac-12 offensive MVP. Keep that going. That'll work. Utes are up to 17th in the poll. He also ran for a couple of scores there. And then Mike Leach going off on his team afterwards. We played that for you in the uh, early in the 6 a.m. hour. Entitled. Soft. It's good to be Leach because when you win, you're this eccentric, funny pirate who can talk about anything at any time. And, and so the reason why they get all this press is because of you. Because you don't turn down interviews, you come on stations, and you're funny and everything. But then when the team loses, they're as uh, soft as a, a couple years back, a junior college uh, girls volleyball team, he said. And now here, they're fat, dumb, happy, and entitled. This is great. So when we win, it's because of me. And when we lose, these guys suck. What do you want me to do here? Well, it's, it's awesome to be Mike Leach. But no one's going to call him out on that because he's funny and he treats the... Here's the way it works. Media is like dogs. If you pet them, they'll lick you. If you kick them, they'll bite you. It'll never change. It's always been that way. And so he licks them, and so he gets all this praise. Well, wait a second, man. Where's the accountability to you? I don't ever hear about it. But when they win... He's awesome. He can go to Mars and this outpost on whatever planet and win. But when they lose, these guys are fat, happy, title, entitled, and stupid, and they suck. 0-2. Good the Utes don't have that problem. They're one and one heading into their body. And let's make sure we understand I picked them to win the North, my genius pick. It happens. I haven't given up hope. He really? wasn't such a lousy coach. Well, did I give up hope with the Utes last year? No, you didn't. So why would I give up? The North is pretty loaded. There's several good teams, and it seems like one of them is going to give Washington State another loss. They haven't lost any North teams. Right. And then they'll, they'll drop one of them. They probably won't run the table. And 6-3 and three is not going to get it done in the North. No? That's why you'd give up hope. Okay, I gave up hope. I've given up a lot of things today, haven't I, Yuck? Uh, yeah. We'll get to that later. DJ. <laughs> DJ and PK. Hashtag BYU. Probably, probably going to be out for a little bit. And uh, how long that is, is, is uh, we still have to evaluate it and get some more um, opinions on it and everything. But, yeah, so that's we'll have to be ready for that. Zach Wilson throwing an interception with a minute left in the game. 
It sets up the winning touchdown for Toledo, and while making the tackle, he messes up the thumb on his throwing hand. Not going to play against South Florida. They got a bye week before that, so it's at least two weeks, but as you just heard Kalani say, it could be later. PK, there were a bunch of things that went wrong in the second half of that game, and it's hard to believe now, but there was a point in that game where you thought, well, they're going to win. The question is, are they going to blow this thing wide open? At 14-3, it was feeling great, but Toledo... They ran the ball on BYU, and they ran it again and again, and just consistently, not that they completely shredded them with a bunch of 30-yard runs, but they were really good on third down and converted a big fourth down for a touchdown and ended up running for a couple hundred yards. BYU's got issues stopping a run. Not for the first time this year. Well, they got burned by the quarterback for sure. Yeah, they got issues all over the world here. They got issues not getting the quarterback hit. That's a big issue on offense, speaking with the coaches over the weekend. So I gotta be concerned about that. Zach will be out for quite a long time, actually, probably as long as it gets. We'll see how what, what the official word is. And now it's Jaron's Hall, Jaron Hall's turn. I'm excited to see what he can do. Uh, and the problem for BYU is you taking going uh, a broad view of it. It's not so much losing to Utah. You, you can't blame Kalani for losing to Utah. Bronco lost five times in a row and got his salary doubled. You can't really blame them for losing to Washington. Bronco got destroyed by Michigan and they weren't even in the game. It's these losses Toledo, Northern Illinois, UMass. That's what's going to get you done. That's what the criticism is all about. Not beating the teams you're supposed to beat. Not beating decent to mediocre group of five teams. In the case of UMass, a bad group of five teams. Yeah, and it's not, I don't care who's favored. Yach, you use that word that on my uh, story that I wrote, you put embarrassed because Yach is the one who retweets it, I don't. And I got like 50 responses. How are they embarrassed? A, I didn't write the word, you did. (laughs) But they don't know that. And I'm okay with it, with you I'll writing it. I'll own it. No, I'm, but I'm okay with you writing it. Because it is embarrassing, because we're not talking about the point spread. We're talking about your program versus our program. Correct. And our program is supposed to be better than your program. The prestige. And there's been too much of those embarrassments where they've lost to programs that aren't on the same level, or shouldn't be on the same level. That's the issue. And those losses are piling up. You look at the first uh, three years of independence, it didn't happen very often. Broncos' last couple years, it started happening. Kalani's four years now, it's been happening more often. It's trending the wrong way here. And winning 70% of your group of five games is not good enough. The, the Cougars weren't winning 70% of the games in most conference seasons. Most conference seasons, when they were in the whack in the Mountain West, they were doing much better than that. But that's the way it's going right now. And they've got more of those games coming up. DJ and PK. Hashtag Utah State. Comes a kickoff. Scarver wants so badly to return one, but this is not going to be one of them. Oh, never mind. He's eight yards deep and he's bringing it out to the 10. He's got the edge. 20, 25, 30. He is gone. Here we go. 40, 35. Back to the middle of the field. 20, 50, 10, 5. There's your All-American. And there's a kickoff back for a score. No flags on the play. Save on Scarver's been dying all year to take one back. And he brought it to the house. 108 yards on the kickoff return. Neg tied the game at seven. 
The Aggies had to survive four turnovers. They got away with the PK, and they won by 10, 34-24. But that is going to bite them if they keep doing that. Gary Adner is in afterwards, and we'll talk with him coming up at 8.30. They forced three turnovers, so they got away with it, but that was that was not good. That was a poor start there. Sure, yeah, can't argue that. A couple of picks for Jordan Love again. Threw for a couple hundred yards. But they improved to 3-1, and one, and now they're 2-0 and oh in conference play. DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. Snap to Goff. Goff dropping under pressure. Under pressure. He fumbled the bubble. It's loose. Shotgun snap. Brings a man in motion. And we'll keep it. Running it. Keeping it. Driving. And he won't get there. Stop shot. Then he pitched it late. And it's pushed out of bounds. They try to flip it back in bounds. Did Des Newsom, but he was knocked out of bounds, and Clemson holds defensively. Clemson drops from number one in the country to number two. They win the game. It was not impressive against North Carolina. Carolina, instead of playing for OT, went for two right at the end. Shaky performance by the Tigers, but they remain undefeated. Absolute stupid decision by Carolina. Just kick the one and go to OT. Really? You weren't, it wasn't to win the game. All it was to, was to put you ahead. Good point. There was still time left. If there's 25 seconds to go or it's overtime and you want to win the game, I'm all for it. But it wasn't to win the game. All it would have done was put you to he- ahead, but it was going to guarantee you a loss. It wasn't going to guarantee you a win, It, but it guaranteed you a loss. I appreciate being bold. But I just didn't think that was the time to do it. There was too much time left. Trevor Lawrence is supposed to be all that. He is supposed to be all that, but he hadn't been all that in that game. Mac Brown said it was because he thought his team was tiring out and that they were going to get beat. I don't know. Maybe that's they just what you say beat. to. This is what you say to cover up after you lose. Too much time left. If there was under 30 seconds, I'm all for it or overtime. But not not in that situation. Put more pressure on Clemson, not less. Because they still would have had time to get the ball and could have easily drone down, drove down and got into field goal range. Who knows? Friday night in the Pac-12, ASU beat Cal 24-17. It was kind of a low-scoring game you were talking about on Friday. You thought they had a chance to win because they didn't have to score a lot. And on top of that... Cal losing a quarterback, Chase Garber scrambling. It wasn't much of a hit. It was the way he fell to the ground. Jacked up his shoulder. Devin Modster came in and was just awful. 5 of 14, 23 yards. They, they couldn't do anything. Your devil shut him down. Yeah, I mean, Friday night, three days ago, but uh, yeah, okay. We'll go more about SC and... Washington. If we're gonna Ahmed runs well. for 153 yards. Ahmed. Ahmed runs for 153 <laughs> yards. Washington beats USC 28-14. SC's back to throwing picks, PK. Uh, Washington, they just have so many animals on defense. I mean, they really just are a production line of great defensive players. And they're going to get better and better as the season progresses. I believe they'll play Utah in the Final will have a repeat of last year. You're going to get a couple more bites at the apple that is the Washington Huskies. I think so, yeah. I, I, 
that's why I didn't think that it was a long, slippery, narrow slope. They were hanging on by the edge of their fingernails for the Utes. No, I didn't. I didn't see that at all. And, and in my mind, they're in the driver's seat this morning. You think SC's got a couple more losses in them, or do you think the Utes are going to run the table and it's just going to take one more? Oh, I think that the only team that stands a chance to beat Utah is Washington. Is Washington. I think that's the big game left. I would be surprised if the Utes lost any other game on their schedule to these other teams. Now they they're only uh, who do they got left in the North? Cal, Cal, and Oregon State. And Cal having lost a quarterback, yeah. we'll, we'll see have how to long. See, yeah, how right? How uh, he stands when it's health wise when they get there, but they should be able to beat Cal at home, and they certainly should be able to beat Oregon State on the road. All right? Who else? Am I missing anybody? And then they got Washington up there because you only play four each year, yeah, right? At Washington, yeah. yeah. And then They're it's better than every team that remains in the South. I don't not not certainly that it's going to be easy, and maybe they do lose one, but I don't anticipate that. I anticipate that game and certainly if they win in Seattle this is their division without question that is shaping up as a huge game looking forward to being there DJ and PK hashtag NFL snap to Goff Goff dropping under pressure under pressure he fumbled the bubble it's loose it's picked up by the Buccaneers to the 30 to the 20 to the 15 and Dabakan Sue Sue him again and Dabakan scoop and score Bucks and with the Buccaneers are going to beat the Rams with a minute six to go 54 big points on the West Coast a new Buccaneer record how about I didn't know Dabakan Sue could run that well Tampa Bay 55 to 40 over the Rams. Jameis Winston looking great with 385 yards passing, four touchdowns. He got picked one time, but a massive game for him. Was there a more surprising game to you this weekend than that one with the Bucks beating the Rams 55-40? I think putting 55 points on going out on the road, traveling across the country is pretty impressive. Yeah, so that was probably it. The Saints with their backup quarterback. That might have surprised some people. They beat the Cowboys with four field goals, 12-10. to 10. I think if there was one trend, some offenses that have really been lighting it up, you know, you get three games in, you get film, and NFL defensive coordinators see what they can take away from you. The Cowboys got shut down. Kansas City scored a bunch of points, but Mahomes didn't throw for a touchdown. But despite some brutal turnovers, the Chiefs, Go to 4-0. They beat the Lions. And also, Tom Brady didn't have much of a day throwing the ball. About 150 yards, no touchdown passes for him. But the Patriots beat the Bills and improved to 4-0. So, Cowboys, Patriots, Chiefs, their offense is not looking exactly like what they've been looking like. But two of the three get a win anyway. The AFC, it kind of feels like the Patriots and Chiefs are out of the gate, PK. There's only three teams with winning records in the whole AFC right now. Maybe yeah, somebody no big get surprise. it together. But with once Roethlisberger was out, we'll see if Mason Rudolph can get anything going tonight. Why don't we see teams that start 2-2, two and two, and the AFC's loaded with a bunch of 2-2 two and two teams. We'll see if somebody gets hot and challenges those other uh, two. Maybe Houston. Trying to think of anybody else. Cleveland? It's like, I'm it, not it feels sold like, about them. Maybe, I'm, maybe I'm with, so. I'm with you, but it feels like... But they're new. They're new, and they've got some star power, and it feels like people are pulling for them to be a story. They've been bad for a long time. they got a great fan base that will go nuts if they win. As every other fan base in the world. 
But they won't wear dog masks. <laughs> I don't know. Philly wore dog masks. <laughs> injury of the week. Mitchell Trubisky out with a shoulder injury. Bears defense carries him to the 16-6 win over the Vikings. He's going to have an MRI today. They think they're going to get relatively good news. Could be season ending if they get bad news, but we'll see. DJ and PK. Hashtag Utah Jazz. Ready for basketball season, PK? Because Jazz Media Day is here today. Yeah, I guess that's why folks are already lining up this morning. I'm sure you had somebody who was a fan of yours when you came through security. I did. (laughs) (laughs) That surprised me. Normally, I wouldn't need to. It's usually some type of uh, essential oils when when I get here, (laughs) if security's there. So I asked them, why are you guys here? Uh, Jazz Media Day. Yes, it is. So they're here very early. I mean, the media day, well, at least to our local media, doesn't start till 1 o'clock. But there's a bunch of people here, a bunch of cars here. It's a different feeling than we've had in the building. Except uh, for the... For sure. Some yeah. big concerts, maybe. Uh, yeah, this is, as I told Adam on television last night, this is his day. Because it's going to be nothing but happy news. All positive, mm-hmm. all upbeat. Yeah, for sure. Everybody's undefeated on media day. That's not just that. I mean, you know, Phoenix is undefeated. I don't know that they're going to have this type of attention. Uh, it's the expectation that go along with the media day, and the expectations are extremely high, as they should be. I don't have any problem with that, and I hope they achieve it. Either way, I'm going to be entertained because they're going to do really well, which will be fun for all of us. It's better when these teams win. We've said it a thousand times. Or if they don't win, then all the local homers will come up and give you excuses as to why they don't win. You got a favorite excuse all lined up yet? No, because I don't think it's going to happen. Right. The only thing that I think could potentially, well, obviously injuries derail teams. But if you're not planning for injuries, then that's a shortcoming on your behalf. If you're not planning for Mike Conley to miss... 15 or 20 games, that's a shortcoming on your behalf. And I, that's why they went out and assigned the Moutier, I assume. Right? They say e Moutier. And when Emmanuel, I tried the E. Yeah. Just Moutier. Yeah. Exum, what can he do this year, as you were going to say, Yach? Uh, Those two. All sorts of excitement. I expect to be pushing for 60 wins. I certainly hope so. Last thing I want is for this team to be in the, in the crapper, that does nobody good. I mean, I'm not a fan the way fans are, but I'm a fan for selfish reasons, and I like to see good ball. I don't care what it is. what Whatever form of ball we're talking about, I like to see good. DJ and PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. And the 1-1 pitch. We're going to pop up. There it is. It goes into shallow left. Out goes the uh, shortstop. Makes the catch. Cardinals are Central Division champions. They win nine nothing, and they celebrate onto the field. Cardinals struggling to put the Brewers away this weekend. Couldn't get it done Friday or Saturday, but they beat the Cubs Sunday to finish off the Brewers and win the division nine nothing. And after the game, the Cubs announced Joe Men. It's a good run. It was a World Series. Before the game, but oh, it was before the game. Yeah. Five years, he's out. Yeah, yeah that was. How they say in German, fait accompli. Cardinals move on to face the Braves in the National hey, All I'm saying is in 2010, I went to the Giants' ballpark for the first time. They won the World Series. 
this summer. I went to the Cardinals ballpark for the first time. Hey, <laughs> I mean, I like to think of myself as a good luck charm. Any despite, other? Despite the negative feedback I constantly get on Twitter. Any uh, other ballparks that you hit for the first time? Because you're, what, two-thirds of the way through the Major League ballparks? Maybe more than that? I have eight to go, six franchises, but a couple of them that I've been to have new ballparks that I haven't been to, Atlanta and the New York Mets. So I haven't been to their new ballparks. I've been to their other ballparks, in the case of the Mets, many times over. Shea Stadium. So I need to get to that one again. Uh, but I, I'm, I'm real pissed at Yawk. I mean, Diamondbacks had a walk-off infield single, and he didn't play <laughs> for their 85th win. <laughs> okay, <laughs> and Give it was second. it was the Padres who finished 36 back, 36, now, 70 we were, and 92, baby. We were wrong. We said the Dodgers would win the division by 20. They won by 21. Yeah, we were wrong. You called it though. You got them 20 <laughs> games. Lap in the field. Looking forward to the postseason. A lot of high-level talent. Astros, best record in baseball, 107 wins. And with their starting pitching, anybody going to pick anybody else to win it all? Oh, for sure. I think you you could pick other teams. Yankees, 103 wins. Dodgers, uh, 106. uh, On and on and on, yeah. Minnesota was the fourth club to get to the 100-win plateau. They finished 101 and 61. We're going to have either a clutch strikeout or a clutch home run. (laughs) <laughs> wow, what makes you say that? The last six months of baseball? I don't know, I'd say the last six years. And this year highlighted even more so. DJ and PK. Hashtag RSL. RSL overcoming a, a bad half hour there at the end of the first half to beat Houston 2-1. to one clinch a playoff spot. They go to Vancouver now to finish the regular season. And with a win and a little bit of help, they could end up hosting a playoff game. But they're definitely in, and they can't be worse than the fifth seed. Nick Romano gets a win in his final home game. He had a couple of shaky moments in the middle. I mean, it wasn't possibly his final home game. What? You just said possibly Final home regular season. It was the last regular season home game. Hey, the fans got his back. He might end up with a playoff game at home. Fans got his back. As he said multiple times. <sighs> they got his back. <laughs> Didn't quite know what to say. Yeah. But it was it was touching. He got a little teary. Choked up a little bit. That's 20 right. years. Soccer's been his whole life, and it's For coming sure. to a close. Yeah. It's coming to a close. I mean, everybody's been in that situation, whether you're an athlete, a banker, a lawyer, or a cop. One thing's for certain, it ain't never going to stop. Sing it. I just did. I wrapped it. No, I'm not singing anymore, man. I got beat up this weekend. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be you from now on. Just only thing is just gonna be score updates and funny videos. No longer criticizing anybody. I'm just gonna be happy talk from now on. What is trending is brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. Receive a free reverse osmosis system with the purchase of any water softener at Shamrock Plumbing. 801-295-1690. It's Shamrock Plumbing. Coming up, Frank Dolce, our Utah Insider, joins us next. We'll talk with him, and then Gary Anderson's here at 830. It's DJ and PK. And now, attention, top of the wire on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. 
Utes move up to 17 in the new Associated Press media poll. Utes are on a bye this weekend before going to Oregon State. We're waiting to hear definitively what happened to Zach Wilson's thumb, but Kalani Sataki said he's going to miss significant time after injuring it, making a tackle late in the game in Toledo. BYU on a bye week before going to South Florida. Utah State is headed to Baton Rouge for a game against fifth-ranked LSU after beating Colorado State 34-24. Monday Night Football tonight, Bengals and Steelers 6-15 on ESPN. Listen to the action here on the Zone Sports Network. Job of the Wire is brought to you by Syringa Networks. Verizon customers, if you were recently notified that some of your telecommunication services will no longer be supported, contact Syringa Networks. Syringa is Utah's fastest growing premier telecommunications provider. They have a full range of services. Call them today at 385-420-7881. That number again, 385-420-7881. That's Syringa Networks. This is Tony Parks and Austin Horton. Will Snowden joins us. Reaction to the news that the, the rivalry will be going away for a couple years. Uh, you know, whenever you hear that, it's a little disappointing, but college football is a big business. If we actually just stay in reality that this is a business, you're not going to get your feelings hurt over the rivalry. I mean, obviously I want to see it, but I understand it, it doesn't upset me to the point where it's like, you know, I'm going to lose a bunch of sleep over it. It is what it is. It's a business, and Utah's got to do what they think is best to uh, build their brand, just like BYU has to do what they think is best to build their brand, I think it'll be okay. Tony Parks and Austin Horton, weekdays from 10 to noon on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Hot Takes Your Toast is brought to you by Master Electrical Services and Master Electrical. We will light up your day. Give them a call at 801-543-2222. They'll be right on their way. That's 801-543-2222. Time now to talk youth football with Frank Dolce. He joins us on the Sprint special guest line. Lease any handset and get an iPad for $99.99. Visit the local Sprint store near you. Frank, good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. Uh, man, I can't tell you how excited I was to talk to you this morning. You front runner. I'm excited to talk to you every Monday morning. It doesn't have anything to do with the win or the loss. Sometimes when you talk about a loss, it's even more compelling. There's, you know, everybody wants to complain about it, but so Whiners. wins are boring. Winning's boring. <laughs> By the way, did you? I was just looking at the the post game uh, comments by Coach Leach. Did you guys? Did you guys watch that? We're well aware of it. Yes, Frank. Yeah, what did you? What do you think of the way that Coach Leach manages his post game? Do you think that's strategy, or do you think that he's just like? I mean, I don't. I don't know what kind of personality trait is that. As I said, I think it's great to be Leach when you win. It's all about how eccentric and creative and funny and masterful you are, and when you lose, these guys suck. Yeah, I want him to be. I want him to be the same way when they lose, like, you know, be creative and interesting. And but, fun. but it, yeah, it, but there's it nothing, turns into like he, there's nothing, he torches the team. There's nothing funny about getting your butt kicked, though. So I think he's got to be different. The question is, how is he going to be different? And it was by calling yeah. him soft and entitled. Yes. Yep. Well, but you look at the way they finished the last go. two games. They got outscored fifty to fourteen in one game. They got outscored twenty-four to nothing in this game. So it's not like they're fighting back down the stretch. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, especially on the on the defensive side, that team has some some issues. I think we noticed it first, uh, maybe against Houston. There was some 
tendency on the defensive side to not make not make plays when there was you know the opportunity to make a play and then obviously against UCLA it was like a a train wreck and and then the way Utah managed managed these guys on on Saturday that was pretty dominant effort so I'm curious now that it's done and the Utes have the win and you know you fans should feel better about that but uh, you know the discussion will always follow did that win say more about the Utes and their ability to play well, or to say more about the Cougars just folding their tent, and doesn't tell us that much about what the Utes are going to do down the line against some other teams. How do you look at that? Yeah, I I think it. You know, I I wouldn't I wouldn't jump on the you know the Utes are headed to playoff now kind of kind of talk. Um, I, I think this Utah team still has something to prove against more significant competition and not that Washington state isn't significant competition, but, but I just think there are weaknesses on that team and Utah was able to exploit those, those weaknesses. Now Utah certainly played well and they corrected a lot of mistakes from the the prior week and, and did a lot, a a lot of things really well. It took, took a step forward. So although the loss was really bad at USC, I think that facing that adversity, for the first time and then coming into a game with, you know, kind of your back against the wall and having, having to respond and, and, you know, all of those things. I, I think Utah did that really well and answered a lot of questions. So I, you know, I'm not this, to me, this, this Utah team still, it, it's not like this team's going to walk into the, you know, division championship and maybe get into the conference championship game. Um, but I think they're better than than they looked at USC, and 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 maybe it's it's more telling about Washington State. I think this Washington State team has some significant issues, especially on the defensive side. Uh, no question about that. They'll face their music versus uh, these other teams to go forward. But as far as the Utes go, we've got five games now. And in my mind, Tyler Huntley's been nothing short of brilliant. He is the conference MVP offensively. He's first team all-conference. It's still more than half the season to go, obviously. But to this date... I don't think you can ask anything better. He's a senior. Everything is together. For whatever reason, he and Ludwig, as opposed to the other coordinators that he's had, have been on the same page to the point where he has just been awesome. And what do you attribute that to? Andy Ludwig utilizing the skill set, utilizing the talent that he has available, and managing it the right way. I, I think that the things that we talked about, Andy Ludwig coming into this offense, taking over as offensive coordinator, I think we're seeing those things come true. I mean, he got a lot of Coach Ludwig got a lot of got a lot of flack last week, two two weeks ago, I guess I should say, with USC and not being able to punch it in from three yards out a couple of times, and you know, an offense that didn't have great productivity in the passing game although it was efficient not not a lot of yardage and and so there were you know there there were people that were down on that but but the way that Tyler Huntley is playing and utilizing his his strengths and his skill set you know what else do you attribute that to I mean it's it's Tyler Huntley certainly and it's coach Ludwig putting him in the right situations and right circumstances and and then the execution so for a guy to to go 
with his completion percentage, not that he played a perfect game on Saturday, but man, that was pretty close. I mean, his completion percentage was fantastic. He was over 11 yards per reception, which is fantastic. And a lot of that goes to the receivers. Those guys did a, did a really nice job. He still hasn't thrown an interception. He's utilizing his legs to escape. How many times did he escape pressure? And then he's taken the step forward and he's evolved as a quarterback. He's keeping his eyes downfield. He's making throws downfield on the run. I think he, he had less than 10 runs in the game, and that includes the scrambling. So for, for Tyler Huntley, that's the kind of game that you hope Tyler Huntley can figure out how to play every single week. And if, if Utah can, can go into a game and get, you know, 150, 200 yards rushing like they did last week, and the productivity out of Tyler Huntley they had against Washington State, this is a team that's going to be a really tough out going, going through the rest of the schedule. Yes, but since they used the mulligan and they've still got what looks like an enormous game with Washington left, so even though there aren't a lot of complete teams that look really good, they're going to face a, a good Cal defense. Now, Cal's quarterback is hurt, and we'll have to see for how long. They're going to have to face what looks like a good defense at Arizona State. Arizona State's offense, you know, maybe maybe there won't be much productivity there. We'll have to see. I mean, they're starting a young quarterback. So, do you feel like the Utes have really arrived offensively or they had three overmatched opponents in the non-conference schedule and Washington State, in your own words, has got significant issues defensively? Are we still dealing with some unknowns for the Utes on offense? Yeah, I think there's still some unknowns. I, I don't know that they've arrived, but two weeks ago I would have said, well, there are four losses on Utah's schedule. If they play the way they played against USC. And Prior to the season, I thought there were two losses on the schedule. So now I'm going to flip back. And if Utah plays the way they did against Washington State, maybe there's two losses on the schedule. I think if everything goes the right way for Utah, they could get through the schedule with, with only the one loss to USC. I think that's very possible, the way they played. And with the talent they, they have on this football team. But... Um, it, it's certainly not a team that's arrived. And, and the minute that they start thinking that, then, then, you, then you have some trouble. I think the, the non-conference schedule, as, as you mentioned, as you alluded to, that didn't serve Utah well going into USC. But now Utah's had to face that adversity. They came through it um, and bounced back against Washington State. Now it's, it's going to be a matter if they can remember that, if they can hold on to that and, and figure out that, you know what, every, now you're in conference play and, and it doesn't matter to the opponent because every single week is going to be difficult and every single week a team brings significant challenges and, and Utah, has the, Utah has the talent to overcome all of that, but only if they play at this really high level, this high efficiency they played with against Washington State. Yeah, I think that uh, I don't think they've used their mulligan because I don't think they only have one mulligan. I think I don't see where Washington or SC is going to go undefeated the rest of the way. They're SC. Everybody gets up to play them. They still have to play Oregon, and uh, their schedule is more difficult going forward. I think that I'm not. I'm not really even concerned about that because I think that if the Utes just take care of business, they'll win the division. And no, nothing that I have seen this season has changed my mind. It's for them to get progressively better 
And when you look at it, I agree with you that the non-conference did nothing to prepare them for the conference. So you start from the conference going forward because obviously you can't control that schedule anyway. It's given to you. So they've made a dramatic improvement from week one to week two within the conference season. And that's the mark of a good team. So outside of Washington, I'm not really sure who challenges them the rest of the way. I I get uncomfortable with – like. So Washington State, to me, that was the most that, – that was the game that produced the most anxiety. I just feel like that's a bad matchup for Utah, and they managed that really well for the, for the first time in what four – I guess they were four straight losses. So that, that was a big thing to overcome. I, I like the matchups for Utah going the rest of the way, but there are, there are games that, that still make me anxious obviously playing at Washington, although I think Washington is a good matchup. I think Utah and Washington match up really well. So, so I, I think Utah has, has a slight advantage in that game, even though it's at Washington. That's, that's one that I would put next on the schedule as the most, you know, next most dangerous. Arizona State, I don't, I can't, I don't know. I can't figure this team out, but it's, you know, very talented team. I like the way that Herm Edwards is managing that team. And um, they, they have some explosiveness on, on the offensive side, solid defense, uh, a quarterback, a young quarterback. I think you might be able to get to him, but for a true freshman, the guy's played really well. Cal, I, I, like, I like what Cal does defensively, but I don't think Cal's, um, you know, Cal's not overpowering. Cal on a good day could, could probably beat most teams in the conference, um, but they're not good enough that they can just walk through and beat everybody in the conference. So I think you have to look at Cal as a as a dangerous team. Who knows what Who knows what UCLA is? I mean, they they lose to Air. They beat Washington State with issues, and and then they lose to Arizona. Arizona doesn't even have their top two players on the offensive side. So I I don't know about that. I think there's a little bit of you know you have to keep your eye on Colorado just because of their the way they throw the ball around the field. And I like their quarterback. They have a couple of really good receivers, decent running game. So Colorado is, is someone to, to take a look at. But So I think there's a few. There's, you know, maybe, maybe uh, a handful of, of threats on the schedule. Um, but I, I think that Utah playing at their highest level can, can get through that conference with only one loss. Frank Dolce joining us here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Do you feel like we're riding the roller coaster here a little too much, Frank? Everything was doom and gloom, everything's great, and they're going to finish the schedule with one loss? <laughs> well, at least for the past two weeks. I mean, people, it, it was, it's just the expectations people had of this team heading into USC and all of the hype. So, and then you get knocked down, and that throws you off the... You know that throws you off the top, and and then you have to figure out how to scrape your way back up. So, and now you've had a really good performance, and and I'm not jumping back up on top of the on top of the pile. I I think it's I'm going to be more a little more cautious about the way I approach it. It's it's a difficult schedule coming up, um, but it's a very I still think it. There's not a juggernaut in on the schedule. There's not a juggernaut in the in the Pac-12. Everybody in the conference is clearly beatable. So um, it's not like you have, you know, you're looking down the pipe and you have Alabama 
or, or you have Ohio State, you know, on your schedule. And, and that being the case, everybody's beatable. That includes Utah. You know, then that means every game is winnable going out. So that's the way I'm going to look at it. If Utah plays at their best, if they kind of compete at the highest level throughout the rest of the conference, which is difficult. That's really difficult to do. And I don't, you know, I don't like a bye week. And, and that's, I think that's tough to, to, to overcome. So, but, but certainly the games, the rest of the games are very winnable for Utah. Frank Dolce, he joins us right here on 97.5 at 1280 The Zone every week, and he's on all the shows all week long, so he's just warming up for this week. Frank, thanks a lot. Hey, guys. It's great great to talk to you. And, and you know, it sounds like, PK, you're kind of on the – you're back on the Utah bandwagon, but, DJ, you're – I never got off. You're a little more – yes, that's my guy. PK okay, never well. – you know, it's true. PK never did get off. Even after the loss against SC, he was fine. I said it was a long, rocky road, you know, hugging the side of the cliff. They use their mulligan. PK thinks they got another mulligan to use. Do you consider losing to Washington a mulligan? Well, it depends on what SC does. Well, I get, yeah. I get yeah. that, but... So if SC doesn't lose again, then you're right. They've used their mulligan, but I don't expect SC to go undefeated. No, I'm actually... I wouldn't be surprised if they lose to Washington, Washington. but still win the division. That's the goal, is winning the division. That is the goal. Yeah. Yeah. So I hey, fully expect I them to a, win the division. I have an I have an interesting question for you guys. Does Ohio State's current success make it more or less likely for Urban Meyer to get back into coaching? I don't know that I consider that really an impact on him getting back into coaching. It just comes down to, will he take the job and will someone think his baggage is worth it? We need to win so bad. Yeah. We, know, we know there'll be problems because there were problems at Ohio State and there were problems at Florida. But he's a winner and we need to win. I think that's the question. You don't, you don't think that the way that Ohio State is playing right now on a team that Urban Meyer built – and all the success that, that they're having, and it's all about Coach Day, and he's not getting any of the credit. I think that, to me, I think that drives him crazy, and he's going to have to get back into coaching to prove that he's still the alpha dog. Well, we will leave it right there, Frank. Thanks a lot. <laughs> all right, guys, great to talk to you. Frank Dolce, our Utah insider and analyst for the Zone Sports Network. All right, we got a couple open segments coming up. You want to weigh in on your team this weekend? Had plenty of people uh, with plenty to say about the Utes, Cougars, and Aggies. So here's your chance, 855-340-ZONE. Grab your phone, use the app, use the open mic, send Yach your takes. He'll get them on the air. We'll do that next. You can tweet at us at David DJ James. It's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Take the zone with you wherever you go. Let's go. Download the all-new Zone Sports Network app on your phone and get live streaming of the zone as well as podcast editions of every show. From Salt Lake to Shanghai, Provo to Portugal, or Ogden to Oslo, wherever you go, we'll tag along. Let's go. Download the new Zone app by searching Zone Sports Network wherever you shop for apps. It's the Zone Sports Network app. From 97.5, 1280, The Zone, and The Zone Sports Network. Join the big show Friday from 3 to 6. Andrew Reinhardt from Wasatch Medical Clinic will be live in studio to discuss an FDA-approved breakthrough and permanent solution for ED with no pills, no surgery, no needles.
All right, we just had Frank Dolce on. Time for the Utes, the Cougars, the Aggies. You got a few minutes here to weigh in on your team. What you feeling? What you uh, thinking? All, all positive, man. It's all positive. I, I don't everybody. think it's all positive for I, I, BYU. It's not, well, it's not all positive. Quarterbacks hurt. Defense can't stop the run. Lost to Toledo. Ah! Yeah, but I look for the Cougars under the direction of Kalane Seitake. <laughs> Except for the one time that it was Salani. Salani Kitake. Kitake. <laughs> Kitake, yeah. That was good. I look for them to, to rebound now that they got uh, Maroney Poo Poo Town. Maroney. That was rough. <laughs> rough. Maroney, pause, deep breath, ready to dive into the deep loop. They so poo-poo-tow. <laughs> they so poo-poo-tow. That's a good one. Feel bad for you, dude, but I'm going to sit here and giggle at you anyway. <laughs> What's the matter? They'd have no poo-poo-tows in the uh, Mac? Or I Mac think or there might be a minimal name of Polynesian names he's required to pronounce on a weekly basis. This was a big test. Number 52 made the tackle. <laughs> if only. <laughs> oh, dude, good hit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a bummer for these guys, but they got to regroup. You know, Jaron Halls, you're up now. It's your chance, and the, it's a blessing in disguise that Wilson was out for spring ball because that gave Hall reps, first team yeah. reps. Sucks for Zach, and it sucks for Zach now. Uh, I feel for his mother; she anguishes over everything. Oh, I was thinking about the, the the Wilson family. The the highs and lows of sports really aren't worth it because. Friday night, their son, who's a star linebacker down at the Corner Canyon, they're down by, what, two touchdowns or 13 points or something with two minutes to go, and they have this miraculous comeback on homecoming and all this. The quarterback throwing to his brother. The quarterback, I found out, is homecoming king. So you're on top of the world. Wilson isn't the quarterback. He's a linebacker who's committed to BYU. And then the next day, your team loses and your son gets injured. So the ups and downs, they're crazy. Uh, if you choose to participate, and obviously the mom does, I'm sure most likely the dad does too. Uh, but Jaron Hall got those reps, so you're playing a South Florida team that sucks. You got two weeks. They got hammered by yeah. SMU. Right, and uh, SMU coached by Sonny Dykes, the former Cal coach. First time they've been ranked yeah. since they got the death penalty. Yeah, now. and uh, Sonny's a good dude and been around him a few times. Got Glad for his success. It, the problem for BYU is losing to these perceived lesser programs. Even if the program or the team that particular year is better than its rep, BYU, you can live with these losses to Utah. Why, why shouldn't you lose to Utah? What recruiting advantage do you have over Utah? Zero. You literally have none. The church angle, they could play it. Them, so they, the coach, their head coach said two boys go on missions. Scally's gone on a mission. You can whatever BYU has, Utah has too. They can match and more likely exceed every single pitch. Every recruiting card that BYU can play, Utah can match or exceed. Literally every one. So you should lose to those guys. And you're not in the league as Washington. You should lose to those guys. It's these lesser programs. You've got to stop doing that. 12 Mountain West Conference losses, 20 and 12 since they went independent. Three and six against Utah State the last six years. As they say the in Provo, knock it to fetch off. <laughs> UMass and Northern Illinois. East Toledo. Carolina? East Carolina, another one, yes. 
Yeah, those all suck. You nope. can't have it. Yeah. Can't. And I don't care if Toledo was favored or BYU's only favored by two. Y'all who come at me at Twitter, you can go straight to hell. You're gutless and spineless, and I'm sick of you. And I'm done with Twitter forever. I'm don't, done. I'm not doing it anymore. Don't leave out nameless. No, that's what, well, yeah. anonymous is the same anonymous. thing. I like your lesses. It was very poetic. T- tends to be the, the same thing. So I'm, I'm just absolutely done with it. I'm, you're, no, I'm done with it. So... Don't get to me. I'm, I'm no longer going to be on Twitter, ever. I'm done with it. I'm tired of it. An arrogant bleep, I was called, who needs to be humbled. If you knew my life, <laughs> to say that I need to be humbled is ridiculous. And my battles daily with self-esteem, and you're telling me that I need to be humbled? I'm sick of it. I'm absolutely sick of it. I'm tired of it, and I'm done with it. I'm not doing it anymore. It's a big old dose of negativity yeah. more often than well, not. But it's, it's, the cheap shots are just out of control. I mean, you don't treat people like that. So I'm, I'm tired of it. I'm just absolutely tired of it. Twitter is for negativity. And, I, and, I'm, and I'm, I'm done with it 100%. So I told Yach, no longer retweet the, the... If we lose the downloads to somebody up on our, 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 on our station, I'm going to have to just live with the embarrassing defeats. So we're no longer going to retweet uh, what's trending in every single interview. I'll leave that to you. You do it. And you treat score updates and funny videos and do what you do. And, and then you can like a thing. It was nice to meet you, DJ, as you did yesterday. I mean, I just want one. One. Just one. That's all. Just one. So I'm sick of all that. I reflect. I say what I think. And the Cougars, they got to get better. They can't lose to these teams. But... It's not so much the Washingtons and BYUs. It's the uh, the Utahs. It's the lesser programs. You can't do that anymore. That's got to change. And Utah, you're on top of the world. I believed it all along. I believed you were going to win the division, and nothing that's happened has changed my mind to think that. I never believed you were going to go to the playoff, so who cares about the loss to SC? whoop de do. I mean, it wasn't going to keep you in or out of the playoff. The Pac-12... If you would have lost to Washington State by not getting a two-point conversion, and that would have been your only, uh, or no, if you would have won, you would have dropped 20 spots. But Clemson drops one. (laughs) And they look terrible. Yeah. That shouldn't happen. And how they are still in front of, well, Frank was just, we just had Frank Dolce on. He was talking about Ohio State. How is Clemson possibly ranked in front of Ohio State now? That makes no sense. Because it's all about rep, and the Pac-12 doesn't have the rep. So I don't care about the playoff. Don't worry about that. You can't control that. What the Utes can control is getting to the Pac-12 title game, and I believe they're absolutely on target to get that. And at this rate, I would be surprised. Tyler Huntley, I can't have any more respect for the kid. The kid has just been incredible. He has been money in his senior season, delivering again and again. It's fun to see, because he's taken a lot of grief. And I had my doubts about him, but he's quieted those doubts. I think he's quieted his critics completely. And he may not play like he did against Washington State, because their defense sucks, but I expect him to have outstanding games. The only thing that's going to derail these guys is an injury to him. DJ PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. We'll hear from you next, 855-340-ZONE. More college football on the way. Gary Anderson, Aggie head coach, coming up at 8.30. Stay with us.